0: This is Limit Up, a trading
1: podcast presented by the performance coaches at Top Step. We discuss futures, forex, stocks, options, history, trading psychology. Basically, if you can trade it, we'll try our best to make sense of it. Now, on the show.
0: Hello, traders of the world. Welcome to Limit Up podcast. The podcast arm of Top Step. I'm Jack Pelzer, joined as per usual by Dan Hodgman. Dan, welcome
1: back. I know we had last week, but still, welcome back. You've been. I was out back about- a little bit last week, feeling more human this week than I was last week, though. That's for sure. Absolutely, I think there's a
0: lot of traders out there who feel a little less human after last week. There were definitely some. Big moves out there as far as uh, volatility and in the indices. A lot of news coming down the pipe.
1: You know, I got stimulus. I got a fun phone call from my brother yesterday. He's like, "What's going on in the stock market?" I was, what do you mean? Well, I looked at all my stocks, and last week I was down quite a few car payments, and this week already I've made them back. <laughs> 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 then I yeah, kind of chuckled. I not- was like, "I'm glad you're referring to it as something tangible." Can we talk about that all the time too, like make the money real in a sense like I've talked about my cable bill. he literally referred to it as car payments, and I was like, that's a great way to put it, sure,
0: yeah, especially you're actively trading. I would caution against that if you're investing for the long term, you'll drive yourself insane right i uh i I think my my brother maybe it was throughout the whole covid thing never once checked his stock portfolio because what, what do I need to look at? It's going to be bad. It's, it's not right? going to
1: feel good. I'm not going <laughs> to be gonna happy looking
0: at it. You'd be down mucho, mucho car payments. Right. Um, That's the bilingual portion of the podcast. We'll work on that at some point. <laughs> but uh, I think we have a interesting topic today because trading is about more than just the actual act of sitting in front of your PC, clicking on ladders. It's also a lifestyle and it's also something where you have to work on your mental game more than anything else. And one thing that we've seen people have a problem with is they don't know when to get away, uh, sort of when the best times are to step away from trading for a while, take a break, and what you can do to kind of, you know, get your head back into the game. So Dan, I know that this is a topic that you are sort of the maestro of. So I thought we could kind of Start by talking about when are
1: good times to take some time off. Well, first and foremost, I think we all know that when we're on a cold streak to step away, um, hard to do it, no doubt about that. But when you're giving up um, a, a large portion of your account balance in a couple days, that's really got to be a sign to step away. You're not seeing the markets right. You know, if you're not seeing the markets in a proper lens and um, being successful at what you're doing, you know, the first thing I think a lot of people do is say, I need to adjust my strategy. And that's the last thing you want to do. That strategy, in theory, you have spent years honing that and working on that, that the strategy is not really where the issue is. It's just that mental capacity. This is an exhausting industry. I've said this in the past that I'm a big fan of taking time off. I do it regularly. I have to get away to reset mentally. I can't trade full bore for a month or two months straight and think I'm going to be doing well. I have to take a little bit of time off, even if it's just a day, Um, you know, extend your weekend, make yourself your three-day weekend, something of that nature. Just keeping that mental game in check and then regularly taking more than just a few days off. When you take that time off, go reset, turn off the screens, turn off the notifications coming to your phone, doesn't matter where the markets are going to be. Get yourself flat and don't even worry about it. Now, the big one that I think gets overlooked and doesn't get talked about as much is because a lot of times it's, well, it's not a fun topic to talk about stopping trading when you're on a heater. You know, you're doing well and you've had, you know, two weeks of great success. You're making great money, you know, even a day, one day of really good money making. Take some time off. First off, if you just had your biggest day ever, take the next day off because Mentally, you're going to be prepared. You're going to be thinking, "Man, maybe I can replicate yesterday." And today is never the same as yesterday, and tomorrow is never going to be the same as today. Every day is going to be totally different. And so, for me, that's one of my biggest things. Is if I've been doing well, starting to look for that point of either a, I am plateauing, and I'm no longer, you know, I'm having a couple scratch days, maybe a couple small losers. Hey, step away for a couple of days, or b. The second you start thinking, man, I've been doing really well. Instead of twos, I'm gonna trade fours, or instead of fours, I'm gonna trade eights. Mm, and yeah, that's gotta be a telltale sign. You know, you can't just jump that quick. You got to know where you stand as a trader. You know, there are times where I'm gonna size up and size down strictly based on the the trade that I'm taking. But that's all planned out in advance. If I'm in the middle of a trading day and I go, you know what? Normally, I'm only gonna trade a three lot here. I'm going to put a six on. Uh, I've been really hitting it. Too
0: too much success. You start feeling like you're Denzel. Right, you're and just, we're not.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I
0: think that we don't talk enough sometimes about, even if you're doing it right, how mentally taxing the act of trading is because you always got to be on when you're looking. It's an immense amount of focus. You're spending a lot of times doing the things that, Doctors tell you not to, i.e., staring at a screen uh, for hours a day, and you do need to get away from that just for your own health. And what Dan said about when you're on a losing streak, taking time off—that's the most common. Like that's, I think, when I used to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the rare times that I <laughs> lost <laughs> the very money, few rare it. times I lost the money. very few uh, few times. Um, but I think it's interesting what you say about the heater as well. I think there's one school of thought that's, you know, you got to hit while the iron's hot. But I think the where it gets unhealthy is what you explained is you start trying to push. And it's the same thing like when you're losing, you need to avoid trying to – it's like a version of the gambler's fallacy, trying to make up for everything you lost mm-hmm. and pushing hard that way. And when you're on the heater, you can also push too hard trying to replicate that and end up having – that's when you get some like catastrophic losses on one day. Right. Uh, I've seen that happen a few times.
1: I've seen it a lot of times where people have, you know, their biggest day or their biggest week ever, and they come in and lose it all. And then some the next day or the next week, because, you know, you instantly get that instant gratification. That's the cool thing about trading, right? Is there's that instant gratification of making money. And when we have a good day or a good week, we really want that feeling again. And we want to replicate that because it's, I don't even know if we can say this word, but it's orgasmic in a sense. Um, like, yeah, it, I'm fine with that. It's a bodily function, right? It feels good when you have that big, huge knock it out of the park day or week. Like, you know, in the beginning of 2020, when the break started, you know, seeing, you know, regularly seeing five figure days, that was a commonplace. You know, I had quite a few of those and it felt phenomenal.
0: Yeah, you feel like completely invincible mm-hmm. and you always
1: are until you aren't. Right. You got and then <laughs> so it's like wins. it's like as soon as it goes bad, it goes bad fast. Like, you know, you caught the trend, you caught that initial break about this time last year and uh then when it starts to rally, you're just saying, "Hey, it's going lower. I'm just looking for pullbacks. You know, the straight a little bit of strength here. I'm just going to keep selling these highs and hope that I can get back on the short side and get paid again. And, you know, that obviously was not the case as we continue to mark new highs again. Yeah, there hasn't been that many opportunities
0: on the uh, short trade, that's for sure. Uh, How much do you... So when you think about... I always, when I I was trading, would measure things in terms of months more than anything else. I know some people do weeks, etc. But it was always months and there was a certain rhythm to the year where we'd usually close down our books you know, midway through December or something like that. Um, how much time do you plan in advance
1: when you're not going to be there? Because I think that's important too, too. The big the big breaks, I tend to plan, you know, a couple months in advance if I'm taking, you know, five plus days of trading away. But typically, like, there's a lot of short-term stuff, right? You got to, if you are on that cold streak and you've been struggling for 10 days, hey, just, I'm taking the day. So you know it's going to be different. I, I'm from the same school as you, Jack. Where I'm looking on a monthly basis, you know what I do in a given day really isn't going to affect my my bottom line long term. I have to look at it at a monthly basis of like, hey, here's where I stand this month. Now that I'm no longer the prop firm, I, there's no like goals and points that I have to hit each month to cover fees and expenses, like. Being a at home sure. retail trader, your expenses are are minimized. You're not paying for all this crazy stuff from the firm and desk fees and you name it. Um, so you're you're not trying to hit those numbers. So if I come out the gates on week one of a month and I have a great week, I'm gonna take a little bit of time off, couple days. Um, I'm gonna scale back everything I'm doing. I'm not gonna be pressing it. I'm gonna say focus on, hey, capital preservation. I had a great week to start the month. I want to walk away this month with that good week. Like I don't want to give that back. And that's where my focus becomes.
0: Yeah. I think that people need to lean more into uh, the freedom of doing something like trading because it's not worth it if you, I think we've used the example before. It's just so different from other, not just jobs, but other ways you would make money where generally uh, what you get out is equal to the time you put in. You work more hours, you get paid more. That's not true, obviously, in trading. And if anything, it could be you work more hours and it's just a parabolic the other way. Oh, yeah. You get too too burnt out, you get sloppy, you're exhausted, you're in a bad mood. You got to avoid that. I know there was some guests along the way. I don't know if you do this, Dan, but um, I forget who it was, but had this very objective quiz you would take every morning on how he was feeling and how much sleep he got everything else last night and he wouldn't even trade if it was above if it wasn't above some certain threshold
1: That's impressive. I don't think I could do that. You know, I no, I couldn't. I have I just have a test of all right. Well, did I you know, do I feel like crap this morning? Did I have a late night, you know, or was I out at the bar having some cocktails? You know, those are my if I'm feeling groggy, okay. Hey, just don't do much today. Stay away. But yeah, I I don't have the capacity to sit and quiz myself every morning or take that mental capacity test. Yeah. But I
0: mean even if you don't have that sort of cuz that is I mean not the right words not psychotic uh that that's pretty uh, discipline. uh that, that's a high form of discipline. Yeah, that I would not necessarily possess, but it gets to an important point is the reason we're talking about taking time off is as we mentioned it's just an important part of your general well-being that's going to allow you to trade at your top level so it's it's not even like you shouldn't be feeling like you're slacking or just having this FOMO all the time by taking certain days off it's just something that you should do and recognize that this is going
1: to make you a stronger trader in the long run if you stick to it right and I want to go back to something you had mentioned too you mentioned you know you get into trading for the freedom the one thing that I can't stress enough is part of the reason why I'm not at the prop firms anymore was it was 24, 24, five, you know, you were sleeping on the couch next to the, your home setup. Um, you were in the office, you were 24, seven paying attention to the, where the market's at. Cause you got positions and you got all this stuff going on from a retail perspective. And this is why a lot of traders get into it. They want to be their own boss. They want that freedom. They want to be able to. Go out and treat themselves. Um, From day one, when you get into trading, first off, you're not going to be making the money that you think you're going to make. Hate to be blunt, hate to be forward, but going to be honest with you. uh, Harsh reality is it's going to take some time to be successful. So number one, apply the principles that we talk about, like taking time off, even if you're not making the big bucks yet. But when you get there, you know, spend it on yourself balance. For me, my biggest thing is like, even if I am on that month long heater and I can't be stopped and I'm making money like crazy, I'm still trying to recognize, am I hindering my personal life? You know, is is my family and friends and significant other taking an effect because I am so focused on my trading? Am I up at four o'clock and work and sitting at my desk until nine o'clock at night? If I'm doing that, that's not a good balance, and that's not why I trade. I trade for balance,
0: yeah, and w- what's the point in making a bunch of money if you're just kind of an asshole <laughs> <Right>? otherwise? <laughs> you know, and I think you you do you know people that take it to the absolute extreme and are number one, realize at, at, at the firms and stuff, or at least at the place I was at, you would have a second shift watching. It's not healthy. you can't trade 23 hours a day you will die.
1: Yeah, we were <laughs> um, we were a point. lot smaller than you, so we were all we would rotate night shifts. So like we'd always make sure at least one to two people were on the screens watching positions, you know, on on the uh, Asian Open, usually one person if we had a big position on was managing it all night. And you know, one night a week you were that person. But it's also like it, it was my position too, so I would, I you know, I, I used to have a full set in my living room. And I had all my screens up sitting in my living room so I could at least, you know, watch some TV while working. Growing up, you know, I've said this before, I'm fortunate to have a father who's a mentor in this. But my first words were, Dan Hodgman, what are bonds? Because he called in so often to check bonds. I used to walk around the house two years old. And then he had a, you know they built their house and he put his office next to the living room and I had a couch in there. So if he needed to, he could sleep on the couch, but he could still be by the family and see the family from his office when they were in the living room. Yeah.
0: We had the, uh, the TVs around overnight too. I remember before I got there during the, uh, financial meltdown, no one was trading anything at night. So all the night, you know, the 22 year old night guys were just playing Xbox all night. <laughs> but, um, what, what, I don't know have I, have I ever told the the music video stuff is this no. is just a complete aside. Oh man, when I was when I was working, I worked for a year and a half overnight so doing um you know like 12 13 hours so it'd be from like 5 or 6 depending on daylight saving or whatever cuz we would you know it changed when the cash opened I think. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we would just be there all the time and there's no you couldn't even really watch CNBC if you wanted to because you know there's nothing on overnight. Every so, prop
1: firm has ESPN on in the office. ESPN is running like twenty four seven. Yeah, it was
0: it was ESPN, but then like it, was, it got like two in the morning and stuff. I think I saw uh, the Final Destination series like fifty times, and then at five a.m. MTV would start playing music videos. It was, you know, the only time they did it. And I swear to God, I have heard, because they would play like the same six in rotation. I have heard the following, or watched the following music videos hundreds of times. Uh, Lady Gaga, Bad Romance, uh, Florence and the Machine, <laughs> The Dog Days, God, uh, Jay-Z, On to the Next One, Owl City, Fireflies. Yeah, those uh it's, man, that was a rough year and a half.
1: It's it's funny to that you bring it up, and I know this is totally off topic, but... One of our demands was at our firm was we wanted Comcast cable with every channel possible because we'd work night shift and we had we had you know at the time 65 inch TV was ginormous and we had like 65s all over the office every single one of them had every channel from Comcast and we'd sit there and watch TV we had putting greens so like we would do. When I was working nights with a group of guys, we would do, uh, uh, golf tournaments and we would play in the hallways of the board of trade up and down the hallways. We'd get out little wedges and tennis balls and we'd go, all right, you have to peg two walls to get down to the hall. And then you've got to put the tennis ball. And we had a little ring that you could roll it into. And so you play with two clubs. We'd run the halls of the board of trade playing. And then we had, uh. We had the uh, basketball hoop with like the ticker to see with the timer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, those were our, those, those are what got us through the nights.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it goes to what we've been saying too. uh, you know, develop some hobbies or stuff like that outside of trading that you can kind of go to, to, you know, relax. And one last thing about vacation too is don't, uh, this is just like a very small note, but don't, uh do something where you're going to be exhausted from the vacation and then run the vacation right till you start trading uh i was, I was thinking we we were at a co-workers wedding in kansas city while i was trading and still on nights mm-hmm. and we were all staying in a tiny hotel room and kind of just painting the town red on saturday night into early sunday Sounds morning. About right yeah and then got into the the rental suv and drove you know 12 hours or whatever it is back to Chicago, and then they it was they dropped us off right at the office because we All had to right, go you guys, in. All right, guys, going guys, go in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, well, we're going home. Like, everyone's exhausted. The guys that were on the day were like, okay, we're going to bed. uh We'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's <was> just the worst. <laughs> so, yeah, I always – I've taken that now. I always uh, get home from vacations and stuff on, like, Saturday nights. I try not to pull it to Sunday night and then try – If and, I'm pulling it to Sunday night, miserable. I'm
1: taking Monday off. Yeah. Yeah, because – Only you know, but you got to be in the right framework to do this stuff. We we had this conversation today in Coach's Playbook. I know you weren't there, Jack, but JD said something. And so this is not from me. This is from JD, but I stand by it 1,000%. And JD, for those of you that don't know him by that name, he's also the dancing bear. He's been on here quite a few times. Um, JD said, you know, take the first few before your vacation, take those few days, get yourself flat. Get completely out of the market so that when you're on vacation, you're not that asshole that's sitting there on your phone or running into the conference center to get Wi-Fi on your laptop to check your positions. You're on vacation. Enjoy the vacation. Don't be that guy that everyone's like, hold on. He, he's checking work. No one wants to yeah, be don't that be, guy. Yeah,
0: don't, don't, don't be the villain in like a uh, 90s Jim Carrey movie or something, right? You know? trading is is something like yeah it's it's important and if you are profitable on it, it it provides a lot of opportunities but don't like there are just like you know it's the the, the industry is not
1: without its uh
0: miserable pricks no <laughs> so, kidding
1: they yeah. they're everywhere you know the one thing i always say to people cuz i've talked to a lot of you know newer traders that are getting into this and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm on this, I'm on the screens from 7 p.m. until 1 a.m. Then I go sleep for a couple hours and I'm back on it, you know, 4 a.m. And I'm on it from 4 a.m. until noon or one o'clock. And then I go pick the kids up from school, come back, watch the clothes. And like, my biggest response to that is, why are you trading? You're trading for freedoms, you're trading to give your family, you know, better opportunity, you're giving yourself opportunity. You want to kind of get away from the regular 9 to 5. Then what the hell are you doing sitting here for 15 hours a day staring at these up and downs? Like don't let the markets become a ball and chain. That's the thing that everyone I think is running away from.
0: Yeah, I mean th- there's plenty of opportunity. I there aren't many people who it's profitable for them to be there 16 hours a day. I think most people can get all the positions they want just by trading in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know? Or maybe if you can't trade in the morning, you know, people have different schedules for their jobs and things like that. You know, you could trade Forex or something and then there's periods at the European Open or the Asian Open.
1: There's plenty of opportunities without being there the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you got crude oil that gets active as soon as London opens. So if you want to trade in the first, those London hours, crude oil, active market at that point. I mean, you know, you think about it. I don't know very many traders out there from a perspective that were position traders and dealing with this, you know, thinking about it 18 to 19 hours a day. I don't know very many that Lasted in this until, you know, 65 at retirement. Most of them that I know walked away. You know, if they were able to walk away by choice, they were retiring at 50 years old just to get away because there comes a point where I got to stop. Like this is Mm -hmm. mentally and physically draining.
0: Well, the troubling thing with that can be this is another area where trading is just different than other careers. A lot of other careers you can. Do something for a long time, and then if you're kind of falling off a little bit at the end, maybe there'll be some, you know, personal or professional embarrassment. But generally, you can't undo what you've been doing for the past couple decades. Mm-hmm. Trading, you can do that, and there's all sorts of terrible stories of you know people who were on the floor, and then they, you know, retired quite wealthy, and then did a bunch of stupid stuff, trading their own I accounts, miss it. I'm then,
1: opening up a, an account online and tr- screen trading like I traded on the floor. Exactly. And
0: then you, but, but trading, you can literally undo your work. Uh, you know, my job is the, the content manager here. At Topsum. I can't really undo my work. I could probably do something that, you know, would d- get me fired.
1: Or, right. You know, banished from polite society. But like, yeah, the, things but the money that you I've made done, is never going to yeah. go back. It's not like if you totally screwed up and wrote a blog on something that probably shouldn't be written. They're gonna, no one's gonna come to you and be like, "All right, Jack. Well, you've been with TopSet for two and a half years. Here's what you're selling. This is what we want back from you." <laughs> that, yeah. that'll never did happen.
0: I, did I mention on the on, a, on this uh, podcast before? I, I think I've told you about this about the blog that I wrote at the beginning of coronavirus, where I I, I never hit publish.
1: I think you've told me. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I I had an extremely bad take on um, the 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 fear. This was very early, by the way. I'm not like this was in like January when they
1: first started saying coronavirus.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that my my thesis of it was like, oh, you know, like I, I'm more worried about being killed by an autonomous Amazon drone in you know ten years. I was wrong. Uh, I could could they get it and post now. it? No, great thing. Yeah, just <laughs> delete it and move on. And um, that's important to do sometimes. You know? you know what I did is I never hit publish on something right away. You got to kind of like trading. You got to walk away.
1: Like they tell people to uh, write emails and not send them or whatever if you're Since upset. I was a little kid, my mom has told me whenever you're upset, there's the 24-hour rule. And it applies to everything in my life. If I'm upset with someone I know. I hold I sit on it for 24 hours before I say anything if uh, I'm upset with my trading. I don't do anything for 24 hours to see am I really upset with the market or am I upset with myself? Who am I, Who am I really pissed off at and try to recognize it so, since we were kids, that was like my mom's thing was 24 hours, sit on it and be patient. and if after 24 hours you still feel that way, then go ahead. If not, you've got a clear mind.
0: That's a good point just to bring this full circle, are there any daily? So we talk about the macro sense to get out and do other things, take vacations, take time off. Do you follow any routines on the
1: day to day while you're trading? Oh yeah. So I think I've talked about this on here before. I have specific hours for execution. My biggest one is every day after the markets close, when I'm kind of wrapped up for the day for most of my stuff, I don't really take a lunch throughout the day, so around three thirty, I throw the dog in the truck. We go for a little drive. He likes his daily rides in the truck, and then uh, we go to Kishwaukee State Park um, down the road for me. There's no cell phone service in there, and he and I go walk to Kishwaukee for a half hour, forty five minutes, and uh, decompress. Where nothing matters, and. I don't think about anything. Good day, bad day. It doesn't matter. I go decompress every day around 3.30. That's that's great. I did not realize that you do that. Every day. Every day. Like, it's clockwork. So, I'll finish the recap at about 3.15. Um, when I'm done, I give my dog some food. Sarge eats. Once he's done eating, and I think I've got, for the most part, obviously, if I have stuff going on, and it gets delayed. But as soon as he's done eating, he sits at the front door, knowing we're going to hop in the truck. We hop in the truck and we go. And if it's just a half hour, even 20 minutes, he gets out. He gets to go burn energy. I get to go out and not think about anything. Like I stare at the lake or like I have a question like, how is that a thing? I wonder why that tree is growing there. Totally random thoughts that come in. I leave the phone in the truck. I I wear an Apple watch that comes off and I just wander for a half hour.
0: That's nice. I'm sending, uh, I'm getting a... Uh hitch and uh, bike rack put on my car this Friday and a cargo, uh, like a basket thing on top. So now uh, that's been something, now the weather's getting a little nicer that I'm definitely going
1: to be into more. I need to get up and take more walks during the day. I sometimes skip. That one I struggle with, you know, there's always so much going on that sometimes I struggle to separate during daylight hour work time. Like for me, it's pretty, Clockwork, I come into my office in my house at about 7 o'clock, 6.30, and I tend not to leave until that 3.30 mark other than to grab some quick lunch or to go to the bathroom. Nice. Well, I
0: think that what the grand takeaway is that you will get out of trading what you put in, but what you put in isn't just measured in how many hours you sit in front of the screen. If anything... I feel like that can limit you in both just opportunity cost of other things you could be doing to improve your skills, but also just mentally, you're not going to perform your best when you're not on. And so that's why we kind of discussed today how we look at taking time away and when to do it. And even on the day-to-day, just do what Dan said and go out and take a walk. Uh, even if you don't have a state park or something, just uh, take just a walk get around outside the block. outside Go stroll, parade,
1: I, prance. I've got a quote that I read on Coach's Playbook today that I think really sums up the whole idea of taking time off. And it comes from a woman I have no clue who she is, Louisa May Alcott. Maybe you know Jack. Never heard of her. Uh, she's an author, I believe. I and imagine. if I'm wrong... So be it. I've She's heard it. Got this spectacular quote. Have regular hours for work and play. Make each day both useful and pleasant and prove that you understand the worth of time by employing it well. That is a really good quote. I, I thought so too. Like reading it, it really kind of sums up this whole idea of like have balance in life. Treat yourself. It's not all about work. You know, it, it, you got to have that balance in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that we have us along with Japan and Germany have not the best work cultures or understanding of work in the world. Um I think that you just got to take a step back sometimes. And and, I agree more. and if you want some dumb fun by the way, uh, we're starting uh, Market Mania Part 2. It's French for two uh in the next couple of weeks over at top step so if you want to fill out a bracket it'll be fun i'm still working on what the prize is going to be but it'll be something fun spectacular very awesome so that's what i'm working on right now i'm excited yeah so uh, in the meantime go out and enjoy yourselves almost the weekend so from the bros at top step namaste and trade well Limit Up is presented by TopStep and produced by Dante32. Futures in Forex trading contains substantial risk. It is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.